So welcome along to the recap at the end of week 30. We've gone through obviously week 29 and 30 from days 197 through to 210 in the last couple of weeks uh, and we're already starting to move on then into week 31 through Jeremiah. We've covered a number of, of books in these last two weeks. Primarily we've been looking at Isaiah and Jeremiah. We said something a little bit about um, Isaiah at the end of recap tw- week 28 so if you want to to hear that again that's at the start of week 28 the recap to that um, so I'm not going to focus on Isaiah so much on this recap as Jeremiah um, we also went through Micah some of the smaller books we went through Nahum Zephaniah um, and then we also have the second Kings and second Chronicles thrown in as well to give us that kind of chronological sense these books can stand alone and you can read them alone but again this is the benefit of this chronological version which I find anyway is sometimes it can be confusing yes because there's you're jumping in between bits and pieces quite a lot but what we see really if um, you want to kind of cut it down a little bit is that second chronicles and second kings are essentially telling the same story so a lot of the times the second kings and second chronicle readings will simply repeat what's being said or just have a slightly different approach to it. Um, Again, some people would say that those slightly different approaches are uh, contradicting each other, whereas it's more just looking at two different angles at the same passage, much the same as as we would. If we, you and I, were looking at the same event happening, we might take different angles or different approaches or remember different things, uh, essentially. And we'll talk more about that when we get into the Gospels, um, Matthew, Mark, Luke and John, because that's really what we see there. Uh, And during that recap in the first week of the Gospels, we'll focus more on that idea of looking at different angles from uh, from different writers. But that's essentially what we see in 2 Kings and 2 Chronicles, and that just puts everything in context and tries to put these books in context. And then a little bit of what I try to do in the recap is to try and just give you a bit more information about those books so that when you're reading them or listening to them it just adds to them a little bit more. So I've done Isaiah, today we're going to do Jeremiah but I just want to kind of remind us of the overall theme because we have our covenant from way back in the first couple of weeks where God set out this covenant with his people Israel as his chosen people and at the minute we're going through these prophets, the major prophets and the minor prophets to see how that's working out. Uh, and one of the initial things we see in this is the the Jewish hypocrisy and that's in Isaiah 29 verse 13 it's on day 199 so a couple of days into week 29 where it says the Lord says these people approach me with their mouths to honor me with lip service yet their hearts are far from me and their worship consists of man-made rules learned by rote and again this is where we try to think Well, how does this apply into our own lives? How does this Old Testament even speak to us directly? Do we need to put this through Jesus? Well, no, not really, because today that could be said to us. These people approach me with their mouths to honour me with lip service, yet their hearts are far from me. Their worship consists of man-made rules learned by rote. That's what we have in our traditions. That's what we have to remember in all our forms of worship that it's not just lip service, that it's not just man-made rules learned by rote, it's not just traditions handed down to us, but we approach God each time with our hearts. It's, our hearts have to be with him and it doesn't matter therefore what we do, it doesn't matter the rules of that, but if our hearts are inclined and our posture of our hearts is toward God, then everything else is irrelevant. But that was God's main complaint about these people 
and that's really what we see time and time again and have seen they disobey they go far from god because it's all lip service their hearts aren't in it and funnily yesterday i did a sermon based on that you see that in children most obviously in adults we can maybe hide it and cover it up a little bit better um, and we we put on the face and we we can do certain actions we can do certain things with a, a degree of pretense but children aren't as good if you ask a child to tidy a room you'll know exactly how they feel whether they want to or they don't you'll get the same action they will tidy their room but you'll know whether their heart is in it or their motivation is truly in it or whether they do it from joy and that's easily what we're being told here that god sees the fact that something is done with slip lip service something is done just out of duty or obligation and our hearts aren't in it and when we approach god our hearts have to be in it otherwise it's pointless and so that's what we see in the people of israel constantly and jeremiah is one of those people who comes to try and remind them of that um i'm reading again out of an introduction to the old testament which tells us a little bit about each of the prophets um the book of jeremiah is the largest book of the prophets longer than the 12 minor prophets combined jeremiah is among the most accessible personalities of the old testament because there's a wealth of historical and biographical material bearing on his life uh, and the prophet openly bears his soul in a number of the prayers that we'll come to read over the next few weeks Jeremiah ministered during the years surrounding the decline of Assyria and the rise of the Babylonian Empire which were happening around this time and Judah and Israel passed quickly through rapid cycles of independence and subjection first to Egypt and then to Babylon. The prophet's ministry is set primarily against the background of the rule of Josiah, one of the kings and his three sons and a grandson, the last four rulers of Judah. And remember at this point it was Israel and Judah the kingdoms had split the nation's independence was at an end and Jeremiah would witness the destruction of the city and the temple as well. Jeremiah's career runs from the time of his call to prophetic ministry during the 13th year of Josiah's reign. And that's this, we see that the start of Jeremiah through the destruction of Jerusalem and then his subsequent departure along with many others into Egypt where we assume he dies. There's nothing really that we're told about that but we assume he dies in uh, Jerusalem. Sorry, not in Jerusalem, in Egypt, with the rest of the people. Um, during the start of it, we see this Josiah, the king, the first first king that um, Jeremiah um, ministers during and prophesies during. We see this king repent, and that's on day 206, week 30. And from there, he continues to repent uh, and to try to lead the Israelites to repentance. Um, and Jeremiah is a huge part of that. We see in day 209, as we're getting towards the end of week 30, that Jeremiah guides them in this and calls them to repentance, just as I'm flicking up towards it. Uh, and it says in the second Kings, which sits alongside this, that Josiah removes mediums, spiritists, idols, images, and all the detestable things that were seen in the land of Judah and Jerusalem. And at that point, Jeremiah comes in and says, Indeed, and he preaches in the temple at this time, if you really change your ways and your actions, if you act justly toward one another, if you no longer oppress the alien, the fatherless, the widow, and no longer shed innocent blood in this place or follow other gods, bringing harm on yourselves, I will allow you to live in this place, the land I gave to your ancestors and promised to them forever and ever. But of course, do they? No, of course not. And that's what we continually see. And that's the, the message that we see from Jeremiah it wasn't a structured, systematic theology, but it says again in an introduction that his theology was formed in the dynamic relationship the prophet had 
on one hand with the God for whom he served as a messenger, and the other hand with the citizens of Jerusalem as they encountered the changing geopolitical and religious conditions of Jerusalem shortly before the city was destroyed. And that's what he tries to speak into. For Jeremiah, Israel was God's elect nation whom he had chosen, but he warns against a false confidence in God's covenant with Israel. Um, There's this paradox of the relationship between God's promises and then his assistance on obedience, because at this time the Israelites were taking this for granted. They just assumed because they were the elect, they were safe and secure, that they could do whatever they wanted because they had their chosen election by God, their nation was chosen, and so they were special and set apart, and that was all they had to be. They just had to be Israelites, and that would be fine. And Jeremiah comes to remind them, no, there's more to that, there's obedience required, uh, and everything else that flows from that. And that still, again, applies to us today. That's something directly that we can take. We can take these books as Jeremiah speaks to us, very literally uh, as he is speaking to us. Uh, And one passage I just want to uh, read to you to end this recap is one that I think may be the key to everything. Um, Not only that Jeremiah says to the Israelites, but as he speaks and as God speaks through his word to us. And it's Jeremiah 9, 23-24. This is what the Lord says. The wise must not boast in his wisdom. The mighty must not boast in his might. The rich must not boast in his riches, but the one who boasts should boast in this. That he understands and knows me, that I am the Lord, showing faithful love, justice and righteousness on the earth, for I delight in these things. We mustn't forget that. We must focus on those things. There's no point just paying lip service to anything else. There's no point trying to go through motions or jump through hoops or, or do right things. But it's about being someone of faithful love, justice and righteousness, for God delights in those things. So there's a, a quick recap of the last couple of weeks and maybe a little bit of an introduction into the next cup, the next two, uh, as we look through a little bit more of Jeremiah, this very important book, and very big book, the biggest of all the prophets. And so we'll be interested to see what else Jeremiah has to say to the people and also to us. So thanks for listening and hope you enjoy the next two weeks.